This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor of the Peninsula Pulse. I have a couple of guests in the podcast booth with me today, kind of maxing out the space in here. Andy Gill, the executive director from Ridges Sanctuary right up the road. Andy, thanks for hopping in here. Thanks for having me. And Katie Krause from the the Ridges as well. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. Katie, is this your first time on the pod? Or? This is my first time. Welcome. Hope it's, it's not. terrifying in this little room. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No, it's, it's stressful <laughs> for any time. Even me, like I, I've done, I don't know, three, 400 episodes of this podcast. And every time a mic goes in front of me, I have this like moment of nervousness. Yeah. I had to say like two lines last night at the volunteer awards, which was for our listeners, an awesome event down in Surgeon Bay uh, at Stone Harbor Resort, but just honors all the people who volunteer and are crucial members of so many of the organizations here. And they volunteer their time to help solve some of our big problems or help our kids and things like that. So really inspiring night. All I have to do is go up there and give like two lines and hand out a scholarship and I'm just sweating buckets going into it. So <laughs> well, um, I can say you did a great job. <laughs> well, I was there. You. Oh, yeah, we were there. <laughs> yeah. So you can attest. I mean, it's, yeah. there are plenty of moments last night at that event that I was like kind of tearing up a little yes, bit. Yes, absolutely. Honoring people that are doing more than... I even think I have the capacity for. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Well, we have you in here today because we wanted to talk about some transitions going on at the Ridges Sanctuary, namely that uh, the Ridges and the Suites property is going to become a short-term rental, and you guys are hopping into that game. (laughs) Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, shoot me a dagger. Like the eyes. <laughs> what? I missed um, that one in the uh, April Fool's uh, yeah. section. <laughs> no, you guys have some really exciting news, a couple different exciting things, plus the master plan process that Andy, you and I talked about that about a year ago. I think yeah. you were in this room yep. talking about this. And you've come a long way on that process. So we want to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. But first up is the transition that's going on. Andy, right now you are the executive director at the Ridges, and I'm going to let you start this off and, and walk us through what's what's going on. Sure. So my first introduction to the Ridges was when my wife and I first moved up to Door County, and it was actually Katie who got me excited about the Ridges Sanctuary. We had opened up Heirloom Cafe and Provisions up the road. and The much-loved, much-missed Heirloom yeah, Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Katie, somebody who I had met through Friends of Friends, and then I think kind of first got to know playing volleyball on Wednesday nights. And one day she came up and pitched us to help sponsor the Festival of Nature. And we thought, well, you know, what better way to get involved in the community than support the local Festival of Nature? And that kind of like was my introduction to the Ridges. And eventually that turned into me becoming a board member. And I served as a board member for uh, a little bit less than a year or so before I was offered the opportunity to serve as the executive director. Talk about taking your board responsibilities to a new level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 an interesting opportunity, right? Like I, as a board member, got to see kind of behind the scenes and get to intimately know the organization and what was going on there. And there were some staff changes. Steve Leonard had left the organization mm-hmm. to pursue some other opportunities. And 
So there, there was a need that needed to be filled. And I was offered that position in a, in an interim basis. And the more time I spent there, the more involved I got, the, you know, the more I fell in love with the organization, but it is coming uh, to about the time that my wife and I are going to be slowly transitioning out of Door County. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it provided us a really kind of a fun opportunity to look for the next leader of the Ridges Sanctuary. And, you know, Miles, I'll, I'll tell you, we don't have to look very far because we have the longest tenured employee of the Ridges Sanctuary who who is already there and much beloved by my members and staff and board members. And so I'm super, super excited and, and really proud to be able to share that Katie Krause is going to be the executive director come June 1st. Excellent. Katie, you're just nodding your head. Kind yeah. of like, it's almost like the responsibility is falling on it's, you right now. It, it is. It is. But I but I have to say, and, and Andy is, is so generous to communicate this transition in the way that he is. This is such an incredible opportunity for me. Uh, spent so much time with the Ridges Sanctuary and have really poured a lot of my passion into into the organization. And I'm just really excited to be able to take this next step. I'm so lucky to be in a position where People took a chance on me for years mm-hmm. and years and years. I started out at the Ridges Sanctuary in 2015 just as a summer naturalist. I couldn't find a job anywhere else in natural resources at the time. The The DNR was cutting all of their positions mm-hmm. at the time, and I, I couldn't find anything. And I stumbled upon Door County, had never been here before, huh. and stumbled upon you know the, the Ridges Sanctuary through a connection of a connection of a connection. And got in the door. And at the end of the summer, I kept asking, when, when's my last day? (laughs) And nobody told me when my last day was truly, that is exactly what happened. And it just, it just kept going and going. And I went through a winter and I was like, man, this place is really, really cool. And responsibilities just grew and changed. And I got to really find my own personal place in an organization that does such amazing things. So, you know, years of, of really, learning and understanding the organization has gotten to where I am today. And I'm so excited to continue the legacy of the organization and in such a position of strength because of truly Andy coming in and being the executive director that the organization needed for the the years that we got from him. Well, you know, a few things pop out there. One, I can't believe you're the longest tenured employee already and that it's been eight years because I still remember like the first emails that, you know, at the Pulse, we get the emails from different organizations and you see a new name pop up and you're like, oh, I, I feel like that just happened. <laughs> so, um, congratulations on the, the new role. And two, there's this really good fortune for this situation. I mean, I've been a part of different boards and director searches and it can be really hard to go from a hard stop to finding the new person, having that gap in between, which is sort of, Andy, what you stepped into when when you came into this role, so you probably appreciate that. So to have an overlap Mm. where one director is here as that transition occurs is is pretty fortunate. I mean, I don't ever want it to be any <laughs> any other way truly because it's it's really allowed you know I've grown in the last 2 years holding the position of assistant director since early 2021 I've really gotten a chance to see how to do this the right way 
And, you know, with, with the understanding and thought that this might be an opportunity for me in the future. And, and so to really have the opportunity to stand by Andy's side and understand those deep inner workings and how to build those strong relationships and make major changes to the organization, <laughs> like buying Ridges Inn and Suites, establishing a master plan, a 20-year vision for the organization. These are things that you don't just learn unless you have a really good teacher. And I've been, you know, really honored to have that with with Andy for the last couple of years. And it's not ending, <laughs> which is great. Well, let's talk about that. What happens to you, Andy? Sure. Well, Aside from yeah, moving, sadly. Question. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a really great opportunity for me. As Katie mentioned, we're getting close to wrapping up the master plan here. And, you know, one thing that a lot of times people forget after you do a master plan is, you know, you don't just retire that to a shelf or it doesn't come with a blank check to implement. There's a well, lot of work. Let's just say you shouldn't, but you a shouldn't. lot of organizations get right. stuck in that situation right. because they don't have maybe the staff to, to do the follow through. Well, you teed that one up for me really nicely. Miles. <laughs> so, so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be spending more time focusing on implementing that master plan. And mm -hmm. that'll be everything from you know, what projects are popping out of this master plan as part of like our phase one implementation. What What's going to happen right away? What are we going to build up to? And then, you know, alongside that, there's going to be uh, a capital campaign that's going to be needed to be launched to be able to fund this new work and whatever those projects may be, if it's program related or if it's infrastructure related or staffing governance related, growing our endowment you know, as we make this next big step for the organization, it's an appropriate time for us to step into a capital campaign. And so that's, that's the role that I'm going to be playing is and be able to be there next, you know, side by side with Katie again, and really support her in that area of growing the organization. That's a pretty remarkable situation to, to transition into where somebody else is taking on that role. It, it truly is. And I can't be more thankful for that opportunity and, and to see the strength that we'll continue to operate under because of that consistency. I think that that's one of the things that Andy has brought to the organization is a true vision for what our opportunities would be going forward. And thinking about, you know, a looming exciting capital campaign where we can continue to grow and meet the demands of our community and continue to deliver on our mission. It's just such an incredible opportunity to know that the person that got to be a part of the establishment of that is going to be standing there to mm -hmm. communicate that with our community. You know, I'm lucky that I feel that strong passion and that communication, the opportunity to communicate it. I'm excited about that, but to know it doesn't just have to be me and, you know, those that stand beside us on staff, it's also Andy and our board that have gone through this process and are excited to see it be implemented. You know, you mentioned before that you were asking the question, like, when's my last day? And most people don't know that when they come up here and take their first job, but that's just how we do it in Door <laughs> County. We just like, don't tell people a lot of information. We just hope they stay and mm -hmm. don't notice that like they're, they're yeah, you're still here. Yeah. You're still on the schedule. Yeah. Please stick around a little longer. You yeah. don't want to have that hard conversation about when that person needs to leave. So you just leave it vague yes. and then hopefully they stick around. That's how we have our photographer today. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, they like it here. This is good. But more seriously, you come up here for this job that, you, you know, you were looking for jobs all over the place. What made you stay? Bailey's Harbor. Yeah. This community, the Ridges, truly, and the people. This community, every every time I'm asked what my favorite thing about the Ridges is or my favorite thing about Bailey's Harbor, it's truly our community. And this the group of people that have chosen to live here, the people that want to see this community prosper and be 
such a vibrant place for future individuals to grow into. Just getting involved in volleyball, getting involved Mm -hmm. in, you know, winter activities, going bowling and just connecting with some of the other young business owners. Yeah. I'm not a business owner. But I, I get to help manage Here. a business. <laughs> Much bigger one than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just truly to connect with these people and people that really believe in Door County has been the thing that has made me want to stay. Also, just Bailey's Harbor is, in my opinion, the greatest little community in all of Wisconsin. <laughs> I think you could put it anywhere and I would want to stay. But truly inspiring people with the natural resources that we have, the small, quaint community. You know, people want to be here. And I wanted to be a part of that and continue to want to be a part of that. Well, each of you stepped into Bailey's Harbor at a time when it was going through this sort of rekindling or revolution. And I I don't want to say it's totally new because if I talk to old timers, they'll tell me the 70s, Bailey's Harbor was hopping with music at like five different bars all the time, whether it was the Frontier or the Florian Cornerstone, things like that. But it was, by the time I was growing up, a very quiet community Mm. for the most part. If you weren't from Bailey's Harbor, you just didn't come over here that mm-hmm. much, even though I was born and raised here. And then over the last 10, 12 years, starting, I think the pulse moving into Bailey's Harbor had an impact just because it brings 20 employees here every mm-hmm. day. But then the cornerstone being changing hands and reinvigorated and the brewery moving in and then later heirloom, you guys moving in, you know, it's, it's a different, younger, more lively community than it was 10, 12 years ago. And like you said, it come, a lot of that comes from those young entrepreneurs with new mm. ideas and a new vision. But I digress. Back to the ridges. <laughs> Another big thing you guys wanted to talk about today was a year ago, we we're talking about this proposed idea of buying the ridges in a suite. Where I think when we talked about it, it was actually like, this is happening. But mm-hmm. I think, Andy, the first time you and I talked about it, it was, this is something that's on the table. And we're trying to decide if this is something our organization is ready to take on. And it's pretty crazy to think back to that conversation, walking the trails at the ridges with you to where you are now. What can you tell me about what's happening with that project? And and like, I, I can't remember the exact figure of how much that expenditure was for you guys. Sure. Sure. Yeah. We purchased that property. We closed on that property last June for $1.2 million. And yeah, you're exactly right. I, you invited me in here to do a podcast, like the week that everything was kind of bubbling up to the top and I wanted to talk about it, but you don't just casually talk about something like that in Door yeah. County because <laughs> next thing you know, it'll turn into the Ridges is buying it for short-term rental. <laughs> um, so I came back in this little booth with you, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks after and after that deal was, was finalized. But yeah, so we, we closed on that property in June of last year and had a lease with the previous owner to be able to operate it as a, as a hotel. We you know, we didn't know what we wanted to do exactly with that property. We had a lot of really, really good ideas. But, you know, one thing that Katie and I talked a lot about was like this, this is a pretty monumental moment for the organization to purchase a property like this with the infrastructure and the buildings. And if you don't get it right, this is going to be a sore spot in the history of the ridges. If we don't, if we don't do it right, it can become an albatross on you. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, that's not a small amount of money for a nonprofit organization. And, you know, it's a lot of space. It was a big ask of the organization to get this right. And, and that's why we launched that master plan to, to develop it. The ridges in the suites, if I recall correctly, 24 units in that? Exact units, boy. Let's see, they're 24, 25, yeah. 26 some days. Yeah, I can never but remember, but it's, it's a small, lot. It's it was bigger than I right? thought when I yeah. looked yeah. into it. You know, my dad has a, like a 10 unit 
hotel in Egg Harbor, and I was thinking of it similar to that size. Mm-hmm. And so I was surprised to see just how big it was and, yeah. and really what that opportunity presents mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, seven different buildings, which, you know, is, it makes it a pretty unique property for us to be able to repurpose. You know, I will be the first to admit that we had a lot of great ideas, a lot of really good ideas, but taking those ideas from bouncing around our brain and putting them into a business plan that could be executed and done in a sustainable sort of a way was, it was a daunting feeling, which is, which is why we had the development of a master plan kind of go right from the purchase into the master planning process so that we'll, we'll get it right. But what we're really excited about now is we are going to be able to pay off the loan that we had to take out with Nicolay National Bank. We'll be able to pay that off in its entirety before the one-year maturation of that uh, wow. loan. Yeah. Um, and that's all thanks to, you know, we've, we've got a lot of very generous donors and supporters and members and boy, the, the Ridges community is really strong and they stepped up in a really big way to be able to help us out. And I think that that's kind of a, you know, a pat on the back that they believe that we're able to manage a property of that size and have it incorporated into what we're doing. They believe in the mission and they're doing so by, you know, supporting us financially to be able to pay off that loan. Just real quick, we do also have to give a shout out to Nicolay National Bank because when when this was first brought to our attention, we had a two-week exclusion. And meeting a two-week exclusion as a private individual can be difficult. It's even that much more difficult as a nonprofit when you have to work through board of directors. <laughs> and, you know, we had all of the, there were a lot of pieces to have to pull together in two weeks, but Eric Desjardins and, and the team over at Nicolet were just absolutely phenomenal to work with. So we, we really do appreciate the support that they provided us to be able to even have this opportunity. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. For the listeners who are not familiar exactly with the Ridges and its Suites, you know, we're sitting here talking as three people who walk by <laughs> it and drive by it every single day multiple times. It's a longtime Inn and Suites that's actually surrounded by Ridges property. So it brings some continuity to the properties you have at the Ridges. It's a kind of, if that sells, that's not going to come up again for decades, most likely if it sells outside of the Ridges. So that's really what drove this. It's not just a random hotel mm-hmm. 10 miles mm-hmm. away. So just to make sure that our listeners are clear of what we're talking about. And that Ridges and Suites discussion leads into the master planning process, because obviously you're going to make that purchase. You got to figure out what you're going to do with it. Leads to questions about what do we do with everything at the Ridges? And, and you, we talked about this last year about how it's like, hey, let's look at everything we are, what we want to be, who we can serve and how we can serve them. All those different questions that come up. Where is that in the process and where are you at in determining what exactly you're going to do with the new property? That's one of the things that's most exciting about the next couple of months is that we are in the process of today, actually, we should receive the first draft of the near final master plan that's taken in all of the feedback from Ridge's staff, Ridge's board, and most importantly, our community, our members, our donors, 
all of our key stakeholders that really we needed to hear from to find out what what is the ridges, what do we mean to you, what does this organization mean to our community, and what do we need to be in the future in order to support our community especially. And, you know, Andy mentioned just before that we had a lot of great ideas about what to do with properties like the Ridges Inn and Suites. And we're to a point where we can see what that long-term vision is. We just need to refine it and get it to a point where it can be a document that we share with everybody. Mm. So we're, we're in the process of board review. And once that plan is approved, uh, hopefully just before the Festival of Nature, we will be unveiling it at the Festival of Nature keynote dinner. What's the date on Which that? is Friday, May 26th. Okay. We host that during the festival, which is a weekend full of field trips. But then we have a really wonderful keynote dinner on that Friday Memorial Day weekend. And we're really excited to, to share and celebrate the future vision of the organization that takes in all the pieces that needed to come together, like the, you know, Bridges Inn especially that drove the master plan. But how does the Nature Center meet the needs of our community and meet the needs of the organization? Are staff supposed to be in the Nature Center? Does the Nature Center have a different purpose? How do people want to use the trails? Do we need more trails? <laughs> do we not need more trails? Should we keep things, you know, this way or that way? How do we use Logan Creek. So we're really going to have some solid answers on on what the organization will be and a roadmap to accomplish that that vision. Well, when I think back to talking to Steve Leonard before the Nature Center was built and they were just embarking on that capital campaign about 10 years ago, maybe maybe a little bit more than 10 years ago, to see how quickly that changed the organization in terms of bringing so many more people to it and opening eyes to the ridges. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a lot of change to go through for an organization, even one as old and established as the Ridges, mm-hmm. to then suddenly be, wow, we are much more public-facing organization mm-hmm. than we ever were. Yeah. And that happened overnight. It happened overnight. And I still, I think everybody would look at each other. I was I was here when the doors opened. And to be on that side of the hallway, just looking and seeing how people were interacting with the organization, it, it was amazing. But what wasn't expected is how people wanted to interact with research, how people Mm. wanted to interact with education and how just the general visitor wanted to interact with those things, as well as, you know, these new partnerships that flourished with the Smithsonian and the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum and Mm. the University of Illinois and all these larger groups that said, oh, the Ridges Sanctuary is up there. They're doing things. We need Mm. to reach out to them. And See if we can partner on, you know, simple, shouldn't say simple, things like (laughs) restoring the population of Ramshead orchids. Mm -hmm. Tony makes it seem so simple, our research (laughs) director. But, you know, all of these amazing opportunities that you just don't see when you're not getting to interact with, you know, the 30,000 people that we, we got to interact with in that first season. So it became something it didn't expect to be. Hmm. But it continued to become what it wasn't expected to be (laughs) every single year. People just kept coming and wanting to get more deeply connected with the organization and our membership grew and our donations increased and people just really wanted to see it become a true center for knowledge, a true center for learning and everybody gets a chance to to experience it in their own way. And I think that's what's so exciting about this master plan is it's taking all of those inputs that we've received over the last couple of years and saying, this is what you've wanted. We haven't been able to meet those expectations to their entirety because of the Nature Center simply not being enough of a space to do that. And it's really allowing us to to go forward with some of those things that people have been asking 
from us for a really long time. It feels like a really long time at this point. <laughs> I know you, you haven't finished and polished up the master plan yet for public consumption, but in the, the process that you went through and the feedback you received, was there anything for either one of you that, that stood out and surprised you in terms of things you heard from the public or expectations people had for the ridges? I don't think there was anything overly surprising for me as much as I think it supported some feelings that I was having about like what people wanted out of the ridges. And one of the things I love about the ridges is there are so many people that are so passionate about it and they love the ridges so much. And they, you know, that may be because of our unique plant communities or it may be because of our educational programs or because of our history. And, you know, it, it's classic Door County, right? Is you got to protect these things and save them from overdevelopment and, some people may look at this master plan and think, oh boy, like, okay, they're just going to get even bigger now. But really the whole point of this master plan is, you know, the cat's out of the bag. The ridges is a great place. And what we're able to offer, people are going to come for. So the goal of the master plan is really all grounded in the preservation of what we currently have. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to call it a people plan because what we're really trying to do is manage the visitor experience so that they're learning, but we're also mitigating their impact on this really sensitive and unique habitat. So I don't think there was anything overly surprising in any of this other than maybe I was surprised by some of that feedback that was just like, don't forget about nature. Don't forget about yeah. nature. You know, don't forget about that story of, of Albert Fuller saving, you know, the original acreage like that, that needs to live in the bloodstream of what the ridges is. And, you know, oftentimes when Katie and I are out talking about the master plan, someone will stop us and be like, well, th these ideas sound great, but do you remember why the organization was originally founded? And, you know, we're always pretty quick to respond with yes. Like that is, that is the foundation of this master plan. But I don't think there's anything overly surprising. I think we did have one student who maybe mentioned something about a water park, yeah. <laughs> um, which was a, you know, a great an idea. An eight-year-old wanted eight -year -old, a water yeah. park, I, slide I, to go to Lake Michigan. Yeah, I always joke with Katie, all, all feedback's good feedback. It doesn't mean <laughs> that you have to take all feedback, yes. but, you know, sure, a water park sounds a great. A little but lazy me, river down me, that creek. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you why this water park's not good for the Ram's Head Orchids. Mm. And then, you know, we're turning it yeah. into a learning experience. So well, you're giving me some really good ideas for next year's repulse. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really yeah. set some things on fire. Yeah. But, you know, he's speaking to a young student there. And I think what's got to be pretty gratifying is the number of kids that mm. you see on that property now who are getting introduced to one of the rarest ecosystems in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's happening every day because that, that welcome mat is there because mm. parents see it, the kids see it. And a hike there is just an easy way to get it. Just going on the boardwalk. I mean, I've, I've done it with my kids and with my parents and, and so many. But, like, when you do that, you see a lot of other families doing the same thing. You see a lot of kids just kind of getting excited. They see a deer. They, they want to run down this bridge. Or they're telling their parents they're, they're yelling for them because they want to show them something. Mm -hmm. And what they're showing them isn't a, a ride that they want to go on or a water park experience. But it's a soft rock. Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's a different kind of really excited kids experience. That's really cool to watch. Mm -hmm. You're kind of touching my soul here with one of the <laughs> things that I'm most inspired by is, is exactly that experience is seeing the kids. We just had, gosh, what was maybe even yesterday, 
but yesterday we had kids out planting trees. They were transplanting mm-hmm. trees from the Range Light Boardwalk. And, you know, that that's an area where those trees can't grow up because there's lighthouses there that need to be out of the way. And these kids from our forest school got to come out and help transplant these trees and see them placed back in a habitat where they can flourish. And these kids just were so inspired and so excited and coming up and had a tree that was, you know, three inches tall. Truly. Yeah. I mean, one that was three <laughs> inches tall and they were so excited that that tree was going to grow up somewhere else where it yeah. was supposed to be. And so connecting, you know, Andy and I talk all the time about the conservation, preservation, stewardship, all these big words that describe protecting this unique habitat and witnessing that with eight-year-olds was so cool. And it's cool every single day. And it's cool when we get to take the knowledge that we've gained from this organization as well and go out into the community and have Forest Days programs with the Gibraltar and Sevastopol public schools. And we're taking the kids out into their local forests because of the value, you know, we've gotten to gain from the Ridges Sanctuary. Is there anything else right now that you guys are, <laughs> that, that you need to plug for the Ridges yeah. Sanctuary? I know we covered a lot of ground, some major leadership transition, a major master plan, and a major property purchase. (laughs) I think that's enough, right? Yeah, yeah, that's some big (laughs) stuff. But, you know, I think that it's so cool that we're having this conversation, you know, where we're talking about those three big things, you know, in in one 20-minute sit-down in here. (laughs) I, I think it's a major testament to the people that have been a part of the Ridges from, you know, I already mentioned Albert Fuller, but the Emma Toffs, and then you, you know, you can kind of keep going through that timeline. And, you know, I, I, I say this all the time, but I really think that if you want to learn a great story about grassroots conservation, you just look up the Ridges Sanctuary. Yeah. And you look at the names that have come through there and there's some amazing people. In fact, one of our board members is going to soon be inducted into the Wisconsin Conservation Hall of Fame, Mark Martin. Yeah. You know, so just another name on there. I would venture to guess that you might see Katie Krause join that uh, Conservation Hall of Fame (laughs) in years. But it's, you know, it's just this really cool thing. You know, Katie talked a lot about the community. I, you know, when I think of the Ridges community, I really do think about Katie because she was my entryway into there. And so, you know, I guess my parting words today would just be a major congratulations to Katie to take on this role because I, I really wholeheartedly believe that she is the absolute best person to lead this organization. And, you know, you, you we've talked about all these great programs that, you know, are affecting young kids and the growth of the organization. Katie's been a part of all of that. And part of the reason that we have those things is because of her hard work and her leadership in those areas. So no other real big things, but I, I just, again, I, I have to applaud Katie for everything that she's done for this organization. And, you know, I'm hoping to transition from being an everyday staff person to, you know, eventually just being a, a member and a, and a donor of the organization. And I, the, the person that I want to be leading that organization is Katie. So just super excited for what she's going to be able to do here. Do you have a box of tissues in here? Gosh. Big love public endorsement. Yeah. yeah, which which is just so, you know, humbling to hear. Andy, you're, all of the credit needs to come back to you on, on all of that. But I really am. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to continue to be part of this organization. And somebody took a chance on me, you know, eight, nine years ago. And the organization is still choosing to, to take a <laughs> chance on me. And you know, it's it's inspiring for me and, and I'm excited to continue to work with our community and be 
what the organization needs and just continue to tell the story. It's a, it's a really awesome story to tell and share and be a part of. And I'm excited to continue. Well, thanks for coming into the, the podcast studio here and talking about it. And congratulations to each of you as you transition into your new role, yeah. Katie, and, and Andrew into your new future, mm-hmm. um, sadly outside of Door County. <laughs> but I know you won't be far and, and you're going to be staying really connected. So thank you both. Yeah, yeah thank you, Miles. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.